Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. Don't let me go there. I've gone there, but I'll just quickly come back. There's another scripture in Matthew 24, verse 22. It says, except the Lord had shortened the days. That's what we want to do. We want to shorten these days. We want to make the coming, the, 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 that, the first part of the coming, the coming in us. We want to make the glory come quickly. Because when the glory comes quickly, watch this. We're going to give relief to people. We're going to give relief from the perils of this time. Right now, we can't give them much relief because the glory hasn't yet come. But when the glory comes, we'll be able to give them relief. Another beautiful scripture, I want to go to that one, is Romans chapter 9. Hello, somebody. Romans chapter 9 and uh, verse 28. It says, he will finish the work. I didn't hear you. And cut it short. How? In righteousness. But a short work will the Lord do upon the earth. In other words, God is, he wants to quickly hasten things. He wants to quickly finish things. The, one of the modern translations says, I like it. It says, the Lord will execute his sentence upon the earth, rigorously cutting it short in his justice. The um, complete Jewish Bible says, for Adonai will fulfill his word upon the earth with certainty and without delay. That's the reason for this message. To hasten things. Every day the glory doesn't come. Men die. Men suffer. Who otherwise would have been protected if the glory was in manifestation? And the Lord gave me a beautiful, simple picture of this. In Egypt, on the time of Moses, the plagues came upon Egypt, watch this, because of the stubbornness of Pharaoh and his disobedience. But all his people suffered because of it. However, to protect the people of Israel, in Goshen... There was protection by the power and the glory of God. Even though Goshen was in Egypt. The Lord gave me this revelation. I shared it many some years ago and it's become fresh again. We are going to have large continents of light in a vast ocean of darkness. The darkness is not going away. It's going to be there. But God is going to create Goshen's territories where the glory of God will be and that glory will protect the people in those uh, areas and they will be protected from the perils of the end time the perils will be there the plagues were happening in Egypt but all those who were in Goshen did not experience the plagues because they were in Goshen that is the purpose of the glory 
The glory is going to be a defense. The glory is going to be a covering. The glory is going to be a protection for God's people in this vast ocean of darkness and wickedness that is currently prevailing in the earth. That is why you see the glory coming in the background of darkness. Behold, darkness. Yes, gross darkness will come upon the people. But, let's give the Lord a clap offering. The glory of the Lord. Do you see why we have to hasten it? Every day this darkness is getting worse. Greed. Covetousness. Insensitivity. Oppression of the poor. Blasphemy of God. Gross sexual immorality. Perversion. Now it's in your face. You don't want to do it, they will take you to court. They will stop your business. Yes, they will try. The only thing that can stop is the glory of God. I told us the other day, you know, about the, I think it's Washington, one of the states in America, where the government, I don't know if they've passed it, but that time it was on the governor's table for signature, will have the permission legally to take your child from you. If you have a child and the child is, I think from the age of 12 or 13, the a child is 13 years old, maybe he's a boy or he's a girl, and the boy feels he should be a girl, or the girl feels he should be a boy, then you say, no, 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 we're Christians, you, don't, you mustn't do all that kind of thing. She'll go and tell her counselor in her school. The true story, they will take the child from you. It's your child. They will take the child and put the child in a government facility, a hospital, where they will do a sex transformation surgery on the child. And you can't do anything about it. The child can divorce you as her parent. These are legislation. This what kind of wickedness is that? What kind of perversion is that? Only one thing can stop it, the glory. Government legislation cannot stop it. It's going, it's being passed through many in, in Canada, in play, you know, those things are just going through now. Thank God, at least Africans still have a little bit of sense. In spite of all, we don't have technology, but we have sense. Ali, we have not allowed that to go. But you know, he's trying to creep in here too. Because, you see, you have to understand it's spiritual forces. If you don't have a bulwark, a spiritual bulwark to push back against the thing, it will creep in. It will not creep in in Jesus' name. That's what we like to hear. Now, in closing, how then do we give this diligence? I thank God for the Bible. It does not leave us in darkness. You know, it gives us clear, specific, unambiguous instructions as to what to do. The problem is that most of the time men don't listen. 
and they don't obey. Look at Second Peter chapter 1. And I'm going to be looking at verses 1 through 10. Then I'm going to summarize. Uh, Brother Bimbo, I hope the, the, the thing is ready. Don't give it yet. Don't give it yet. I'll tell you when to give it. The chart, the summary at the end when I finish. You know, you give the summary and then I close. Verse 1. Simon Peter. I didn't hear you. A servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. To them that have obtained light, precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need it multiplied now. Oh. You know why? Sin is abounding. The Bible said, but the good news is that where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. But it has to be multiplied. As we're going to see as I go on, we, that's why we, we need, that's why we're talking about good morning Jesus. We need the uh, uh, putting our prayers together, you know, uh, being multiplied exponentially in powers of 10. It is only that that can overcome the abounding iniquity. Yes, iniquity is abounding. But the good news is that where sin abounded, grace, notice it is grace, that much more abound. Here it tells you how. He it said it's multiplied. Not added though. Two plus two is four. Ten plus ten is twenty. But ten times ten is hundred. So when you get to multiplication, and then you get to powers of 10. If you put, instead of saying t uh, t 10 times 10, if you put 10 to power 2, you get to power 100. You know, you get 100. Then you put it 10 to power 4, you get 10,000. Then you put 10 to power 6, you get 1 million. Uh -huh. Is that type of multiplication that is the spirit without measure that will overcome this darkness, this abounding iniquity that is coming against the church? Is this clear? Wake up, everybody. Hmm. According, verse 3, as his divine power hath given unto us some things. Everybody's screaming. That pertain unto life. That word life there is zoe. The Greek, you know, the life of God. The thing that's inside God that makes God. And godliness. That godliness there is godlikeness. It is Zoe that makes you like God. Through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Do you know you're not just called to go to heaven, but you're also called to glory? See, heaven is a gift. If you're born again, like the thief on the cross, you will go to heaven. But your calling as a Christian isn't just to go to heaven. Your calling as a Christian is to inherit the glory of God in this lifetime. That's why we are called to glory. We're not just called, yes, we're going to heaven. But we're called to glory and virtue. Virtue means excellence of character. It's talking about perfection. Whereby, I didn't hear you. Verse 4. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these, these, these what? These promises. You might be partakers of the divine nature. Stop! These people already are partakers of the divine nature. These people are already born again. It's not talking about being born again. It's talking about receiving the life of God after you are born again. 
in greater and greater measure, multiplied, that's going to cause you to become God-like. Become like God. Like God in wisdom. Like God in character, in love. Like God in power. Like God in ability. Stop playing church. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption, this darkness, this rubbish that's going on on the earth. That is in the world through lust. But it doesn't stop there. This is where I got this phrase from. Verse 5. Everybody must open their mouth and say the scripture after me. And beside this, that is, yes, you are born again. Yes, you have divine nature. Yes, you can partake of the divine nature. But beside it is an addition. In other words, in addition to this, that's the purpose of this message. Giving all diligence to speed his coming. Giving some diligence. Giving all diligence. And I'm going to show you how before I finish this message. Giving all diligence. Add to your faith. Virtue. Virtue just means excellence. To virtue knowledge. I didn't hear you. To knowledge temperance. Temperance self-control. To temperance patience. To patience godliness. To godliness brotherly kindness. To brotherly kindness, charity. Let's just summarize the fruit of the Spirit. After you get the divine nature, you must now use that divine nature to develop all these godly characters. These godly characteristics. Virtue. Knowledge. Temperance. Patience. Godliness. Uh, 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 um, What's, what's the one there? Brotherly kindness. Thank you, darling. Brotherly kindness. And then crown it all over with agape. Now, this is conditional. He said, for if. Everybody scream if. It means it, even though you are born again, these things may not be there to the degree that they should be there. For if. I didn't hear you. These things be in you. But that's not enough. And abound. It's not enough for it to be in you. It must be in you and abound. How many people are still loving me? <laughs> you know, people don't like, honey, Pastor G, they don't like this kind of precision message. You see, because you see, when you, these things, are, it doesn't give any room, no room. For the flesh. For if this is being you. And abound. They make you. That you shall neither be barren. Nor unfruitful. It's not talking physical. It's not talking about not having children. It's talking about fruit of the spirit. You know you can have a barren tree. That doesn't have fruit. Or you have one that has fruit. But the fruit is withering. Bible speaks about that. 
in John 15. Jesus talks about, you know, fruit. He says, he that bears fruit, he purges that he may bear more fruit. He says, he that doesn't bear fruit, he, says, he takes it away. He says, he, the Bible talks in the book of Jude, as well as in, uh, I think here too, talking about whose fruit withereth. He said, don't let that happen to you. He said, if, if these things bring you and abound, they will make it that you will neither be barren, that is, you'll be able to bring forth fruit, and then you'll also be fruitful. You won't just have this tiny, tiny fruit. You'll have a lot of fruit, and your fruit will not wither. In the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, verse 9. Ah, you know, that's why I like the Bible. It's a precision scientific book. It was written by the greatest scientist of all time. God Almighty himself. So he gives us the conditions. He tells us, I, I said this last Wednesday when I was preaching or the Wednesday before, you know, we are living in the implementation of a computer simulation. That's not, that's not just talk. It's true. Before God made anything. That's why the Bible says he was, Jesus was a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. God the Father, God the Son and Holy Spirit sat down and they planned everything. They thought it through. Is it worth it? Or is it not worth it? Should we make angels? Should we make men in our image and likeness? Should we make them partakers of the divine nature? What are the risks? What will happen if they abuse it? What will happen? All that was taken into consideration. Then the second person of the God said, don't worry. If it happens, I will go down. I will be like them. I will become sin. I will die for them. I will go to hell on their behalf. I will make a way for them. Don't worry. It was only after all that was decided. In physics and in engineering, we have what we call a simulation. When you simulate something, you don't actually do the building. You put all the mathematical equations into the computer... Then you put in what we call the initial conditions, you know, based on experiments and things like you do. Then you run it on the computer. That is called a simulation. The computer will now be calculated. That's why we have very fast computers now. So you calculate, calculate, calculate. You will draw diagrams. So you will now see how that thing would be under those conditions. If the results you like, if you, the result that comes out is good, then you know it's a good simulation. You will now take those same parameters that you put inside the computer program, you will now use it to actually do the physical building of the project or the experiment. All good scientists, now that's what we do. Nobody goes and starts spending money. You first of all do a simulation. When the simulation, if it's not good or it doesn't produce the result you want, you will tweak it. You will change this parameter. You will change that parameter. You will change this value. You will change that. You will run it again. Until you get the results you want. Once you get the result that you want, you now know that in real life, when you begin to build, those are the, those are the parameters you're going to use. And that is what causes the thing, the project to work. That's what God did. God's mind is the most fantastic computer. It's the most wonderful computer. So what God did, he put all the parameters in. And then he ran it in his mind, three persons of the Godhead. The result was good. There was a large number of people who were going to would accept Christ given the certain conditions and all of that. So once he ran it and it worked, 
before the foundation of the world, he now began to implement. We're not living in a simulation. We're living in the implementation of the simulation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why Isaiah 46 says that, you know, I declared the end from the beginning. A simulation. He could see what is going to end, you know. Then he says, uh, James says in the book of Acts, he said, known unto God were all his works from the beginning of the earth. See, God knows what he's going to do. Watch this. And then God knows what you're going to do. But he's not going to make you do it. <laughs> that sounds like a contradiction, but it is not. Let me explain. God knows what he's going to do. And then God knows what men can do. As you see, I've tweaked this a little bit. So he now gives options. That's what we, we who do computer programming, we know, I know exactly what it is when you have an intelligent programmer. You now say, if X is equal to 10, go to line 35. If X is less than 10, go to this. Go. So that's what God means when he says, known unto God. God knows what he's going to do. If you take this option, God knows what he's going to do. If you take that option, God knows what he's going to do. So God is waiting on you to see what you are going to do. He says, I have said before you life and death. Therefore, choose life. If you choose life, these events are going to happen. If you choose death, these are, I know what I'm going to do. Now, what will you do? That's the question. That's, the, that's, the, the, that's how the book of Revelation ends. The book of Revelation ends. It says, whosoever is thirsty, let him come. And drink of the water of life freely. Then you know what he says? He that is holy, let him be holy still. He that is unholy, let him be unholy still. I know what I'm going to do. Now, what will you do? I don't know if I'm getting across. It's very important you realize this. Stop playing church. Stop praying religion. Now, let's... He says, we got to verse 9. But he, this, this is the implementation of the simulation. See, if a person who takes these things and it abounds, he's told you the result. The person that does not take it and do, he doesn't abound in it, he tells you the result. This is the person who went to line 35. The other person who went to, it all depends on your choices. You, you jump into a particular part of the program depending on the choice you made. But he, I didn't hear you. That lack at these things is blind. I just, got a, I just got a tweet from heaven, darling. Why did he lack those things? He said, he that lacketh. He, this guy is in Christ too. He's born again. He has, he's a branch of the vine. He has access to these things. He said, he that lacketh. He lacked it because of his own will. He chose not to. Now he tells you the simulation. <laughs> the, the program tells you what's going to happen to him. He that look at this thing is blind. He won't have spiritual sight. And cannot see afar off. And he has forgotten that he's been purged from his old sins. He gives you the two options. If this thing being you and abound, they make you that you should not be barren nor unfruitful. If you don't, this yeah, I discovered God is righteous. The man planted, he dealt with everything. 
Verse 10. I will close. Uh, no, uh, stop this verse and then I will take the summary and then we'll close. It says, wherefore the rather. <laughs> See God again appealing to us. This is the Holy Spirit writing through Peter. Wherefore the rather brethren. He's not talking to unbelievers. He's talking to you and I. Born again, spirit-filled, tongue-talking, chorus-singing Christian. Wherefore the rather brethren. Give diligence. Verse 5 said, giving all diligence. Yes, it gives the same thing. To make your what? Calling an election sure. For if. Condition. The, the program is telling you what will happen if you keep this condition. If you do this thing, he said, you shall never fall. You can secure two things. You can secure heaven and you can secure your destiny. Oh, give the Lord a clap offering. What, what, what a, what a blessing. I can secure. I make, they're not the same, calling an election. My calling to heaven, I secure it. Then my election to destiny, I secure it. While I am here. I know what it tells me. It says, if you continue this, it says, you will get to the place where you can never fall. You know, people are always afraid, oh, will he fall? This has told you how not to fall. Now, um, Bimbo, firstly, give me the illustration of the life of God. The, not the second one of the soul, just the... Um, no, 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 don't give me that yet. Give me the summary. Give me the summary that I gave you in the morning. Quickly, quickly, quickly. All these things, I will summarize it in six steps. Very simple. We say, I was like giving all diligence. I'm going to show you. Number one, every day, diligence, let me define diligence. It's applying constant, concentrated, and well-directed effort. You know, you can apply effort in the wrong direction. The Bible says if you don't sharpen the, sword, the, the axe, then you have to apply more effort. So you have to know where to. You know, people are just running around doing a lot of things that, God didn't, that, that are not on God's priority. You know, these are the crucial things. Number one, daily. Pray for more of the fear of God and more humility. Why? It will open your heart. This is the door to mercy and grace. Remember what we read. Grace and peace be what? Multiplied unto you. This number is you is a day. I don't miss it. I pray it every day. And I don't just repeat it like a parrot. I say to myself, I say it with meaning, I choose to fear God. So I humble myself. I submit myself to the will of God even when I don't feel like it, especially in prayer. Knowing the certainty of his judgment if I disobey. The security of his mercy when I obey. So I am more meek and lowly in heart. And I have more of the humility of my God. And I remain small relative to God. I do it. It will open your heart. You see these next five, uh, four steps. You pray from life scriptures. See, once the heart is open, then praying from life scriptures becomes effective. Pauline prayers. Prayers for spirit of wisdom and revelation. The love prayers, which is I love God more with all my heart, 
will, mind, emotions, and strength, you know, as written in Deuteronomy chapter 6, you know, and I love my neighbor. Jesus said, we should love one another as, as he's loved us. You do it every six hours. Then in between, as frequently as possible. Everybody say, giving all diligence. Turn to your neighbor and say, giving all diligence. Then turn to your neighbor and say, it is not Pastor Luby who wrote it all. It's in the Bible. I didn't write it. I'm talking about speeding the coming of the glory. Giving all diligence. Number five, praying in the spirit. Notice the arrows. The thing is a sequence. It's a computer program, if I, if I can use that expression. It's a sequence. It is the fear of God that opens the heart so that you can receive life. It is life and light. Pauline prayers is part of life scriptures, actually. It is that that will give you wisdom to walk in love. You can't walk in love if you don't have the wisdom of God and the light that comes from the life of God. It is when you're walking in love that your praying in tongues can work. And this is where good morning Jesus comes in. You know, ideally, we should be praying in the spirit for one hour, two hours a day, really, two hours, two, two and a half hours. You know, because that's the tithe of our time. That guarantees you will live under an open heaven. Just like you tithe money to open the heavens, you tithe your time in prayer to open the heavens. I used to notice something about Jesus. You know, the pastor said he would get up early in the morning. Then Hebrews chapter 5 verse 7, Paul reveals to us what he was doing. He said, in the days of his flesh, he offered up Prayer, supplication with strong crying, groaning, you know, and tears unto him that was able to from David. Then you find he get up early in the morning. Then you go and pray, the heavens will be open. Then you see him come down from the mountain. Then a leper will come to him, says, You know, the, you can heal me if you will say, I will. You don't see him pray long prayer. You don't see him binding the devil. You don't see him groaning. You don't see him doing all those things. Uh, occasionally, he would like when he went to Lazarus, we see him groan two or three times, but very quietly. You know, if you're not, because John was the one who recorded it, because John was very close to him. You know, you, but short, short prayer because the heavens were already open. You and I should learn to live under an open heaven daily. And that's why what I taught during the Bible study is of relevance here. Which is the giving of your tithe. Your physical tithe of money. But in addition to that, you also have to pray. Like I told you, it's a, it's a, it's a two, three combination lock. You can't just have one lock, you know, one, one, one lock and then the other lock is not open. It will not open. So you need that you can see the sequence. Well, I will get this done so that, you know, we can send it out, you know, on WhatsApp. So everybody can have a copy of it. Praying in the Spirit. Usage, that's one of, let's give the Lord another clap offering for GMG prayers. And I want to thank my wife for God using her to spare. You know, a lot of people couldn't pray, who maybe a week, you can't pray for five, ten minutes. But when you join good morning Jesus, you know, maybe initially, maybe you sleep a little bit. But you, everybody knows that by the time you do that thing for two months, three months, you wake up yourself. I remember Engineer Korea telling me his experience. He said, Pastor, you know, he said, are you, are you, when you used to preach those things, I just thought that mm, this man shall, you know. He said that, but it started happening to him. He said he, his eyes would just wake up by 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. What's happening? You're training your spirit. The good morning just is very important. It helps you. It helps you, the discipline. Then, because of the corporate prayer, you know, 
where you are weak, God will channel strength. One will put a thousand to flight. Two will put ten thousand to flight. He will channel strength and he will amplify the power of your prayers. So if you're finding it difficult to pray one or two hours a day, join Good Morning Jesus. By the time you do it for six months a year, you will find that praying two hours a day is not a big problem. I didn't hear amen. I, I, I give the Lord a clap of faith. I thought I did you a favor. You know what my wife said? We started Good Morning Jesus in 2018. You know, God just, you know, put it on her heart. That, ah, this thing will help some people. So then we will, may I just ask a few people in church who are having problems. <laughs> you know, getting up early in the morning to pray and all that. So by that she told the pastors and all that. They said, ah, all of us need it. You know, so many people don't get up early in the morning to pray. If you leave them on their own. But when, because of good morning Jesus now, people have learned and are still learning the discipline. Another clap offering for the Lord. Then number six, Bible reading and study. It is only after your heart is opened and your heavens are opened that you will gain much from Bible reading. Then the scriptures will open. Then when you read the Bible, you won't just be reading the letter of the scripture. You'll be getting the spirit. The Holy Ghost will be ministering to you. Let's stand to our feet. Beginning to close now. Giving, everybody screaming, grieving all diligence. See, I, what I've done, I yet not I, but the Spirit of God which is with me, the grace of God which is with me, you know, is I have given you a road map. If you will play your part. Aha. Now, give me the illustration. I knew there was one thing, one God. It won't take me a minute. Give me the illustration. The first one. The one that shows the uh, connection of life. And, you know, the connection, uh, the, showing the joints and bands. Quickly. Quickly, quickly, quickly. I just want to point out one or two things there. Very important. The, show me the illustration. The life animation. The, the first one. Yes, this one. Now, just freeze it. Freeze it. You know, because of time. This shows, is a schematic illustration of the reality of what is actually happening. Every Christian is a member of the body of Christ. Shown by this uh, 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 um, mannequin here. You know, humanoid uh, 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 illustration here. You know. Then inside you, you have your inner core. You have the inner core where you have life and power. Life. Then life is converted to power and stored in the outer core. And then from the outer core, it's distributed. From the innermost core, life comes in and then it's converted to power and then it's distributed. The arrows there show, just like your heart, your physical heart is pumping blood. Your spirit is pumping life and power. This is reality. This is not religion. Now, as you learn to pray, you know, this is where this question of corporate prayer comes in. When you release the power of God, just roll the tape a little bit, just a little bit. 
don't go to the sin part yet. Yeah, stop there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, do the second one. Wear the orange shoes. Roll it, roll it. Stop, 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 stop. Okay, I don't want to go into all those. Now, what happens is this. Life and power from your mouth, some of it is circulated back into the body. This is all the Christians all over the world. Everybody is a part of this. So, what happens is this. When you pray from life scriptures, you are drawing life directly. Then, as you're also praying, and you're praying in tongues and all that, some of that life circulates back. Roll the tape back a little bit to where the Psalm 133 is showing. Quickly. Quickly. Roll it back. Yeah, okay, just stop like that. I don't need anything else. You know, some of it exactly. You can see that power that's coming out of your mouth. Some of it goes into the air. It heals the sick, raises the dead, blah, blah, blah. Some of it goes back. This is Ephesians 4.16, where it says that, unto the, that which every part supplies, unto the edifying of itself in love. So, some of the power that you are releasing, God takes a part of it, and he circulates it back to the body. Now, what happens is that, just is the head, as we all know, but that's why I put that Psalm 133 near the shoulder. What happens there? in Psalm 133, it says, How good and how pleasant is it for brethren to dwell together in unity. Watch this. Look at the language. Says, it is like the anointing that is on the head of Aaron that goes to his beard. And then it goes right down. In other words, these people who are spiritually developed, who are close to the head, you know, near the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, where you can call the shoulder. You understand? The life will come from them. Anointing will come from them and it will go down to the body. Then he says, it is like the dew of Hermon. The dew of Hermon. Where the, when does dew come? In the early hours of the morning. That's why the good morning just get up early and very... You see, you cannot be a true leader if you don't get up early in the morning, spiritually. Because that's where the dew comes from. And when it comes from the it comes from Jesus the head, then it comes down through, then it goes down to the rest of the body. Now watch this. As it is coming from here, from the top, from, from, from the head of the body there, as it's going down the body, it's being multiplied. One will put a thousand to flight. Two will put ten thousand to flight. Five will put a hundred to flight. You know, a twenty we we'll put uh, uh, 10,000 to flight. You know, 100, we we'll put 10,000 to flight. Wow! So there is this multiplication. So what you get is this. You've got life that you are getting. Then you are also getting, you're getting from Jesus directly. When you draw life, when you are praying yourself in, individually. Then you are also getting life from the body. You, it says, that which every joint supplies according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. He says, not holding the head. By who? By joints and bands. The body is receiving nourishment. You put this thing to work, and you know what's going to happen? Spirit without measure. It's going to multiply, 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 multiply. It's happening already. It's going to keep more. And the more of us that do it and do it diligently, the faster the glory will come. Let's talk to God.
Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.